Okay, hello, Sack King's Therapy, episode 24. Um, this is a, kind of a more special one, uh, f different from the podcast we've been doing lately. Um, this time, well, we're going to do two games. And the reason why is because neither one of them mattered. And uh, yeah, we d I don't think it was, I didn't want to do an episode like right after <laughs> the Pelicans game. So we're just going to lump it yeah. in with the Lakers game. All right, and you know, to break down the Pelicans game because I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, Fong. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much. Let's let's just start off with the first quarter. First quarter, uh, Doug and uh, G Man has stated that there was no Fox. Rashawn's out with injury, of course, and there's no Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson. So you could kind of get a general idea of how this game is going to go, especially since both of us are, you know, out the playoff uh, race already. Kings fans, you're going to hate me for this. You know, they always talk about, you know, Lonzo Ball ducking Fox. Maybe Fox was ducking Lonzo. Lonzo oh. played. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys, are, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get hunted this uh, but uh yeah you can tell that both teams were taking the game very seriously because they didn't want any of their stars to actually get injured so yeah you, you can tell the team executives were taking it seriously i mean you know fox wants that max so bad so he, he needs to just protect his no angles. he plays for the love of the game he plays for the love of the game yes In our money <laughs> the money the money is just there all, all 170 million that he's going to get in the offseason Moving on, um, yeah, like I said, or like we've said, uh, felt like a scrimmage game, to be honest, because both sides' defense were atrocious, super atrocious. Um, you're oh, at the end of the quarter, Buddy comes in, and I, you know, if the Kings' defense was bad from the start, why not, you know, play him? Because he didn't play that much at all this game he only played what 19 minutes uh yeah 19 minutes and you know we haven't seen much from him so i, I kind of want to see him uh with some more offense in the field and we don't understand why you know luke doesn't play him more yeah uh, yeah since like no one was playing much defense anyways you might as well put him in and sometimes like in a game like this you know, the best defense is just putting the ball in the bucket and making the other team take the ball out of the net. Like, because again, like, you know, you can kind of tell that the players didn't play with, let's just say, a sense of urgency. Like, you know, neither one of our, one of our teams were playing for anything, really. So, mm -hmm. you know, you might as well go out there and just have some fun, I guess. But like, yeah, it's a... It's, this relationship is something to be monitored going forward. Like mm -hmm. Luke has said the right things about Buddy, about trusting Buddy, but at the same time, like this relationship cannot be good behind the scenes. <sighs> yep. Um, other uh, players that have uh, played on the field today, we had Jabari Parker, some Yogi Farrell. He played decently, uh, and also Daquan Jeffries got a few more minutes. As well, uh, out the three, Jabari Parker surprisingly had a six for six uh, type game, uh, which kind of surprises me because you know we rarely see him play on uh, 
the King's Court as much as we should have since acquiring him for, I, I forgot how we acquired him. Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne, uh, that's right. So, yeah. And we'll, we'll probably talk about it more uh, when you talk about the Lakers because, you know, Jabari has what, pretty pretty good out there lately. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into him. I, I think he's basically going to be Marvin-like for us next year. Oh, mm-hmm. Hopefully Marvin comes back healthy and, you know, we have basically a sl- poor man's version of what I hope Marvin is. So, yeah. All right. So moving on to second quarter, uh, Buddy Heald. I like how he's utilizing those screens, uh, kind of like how he has been doing like in previous seasons, but, you know, haven't really seen it too much uh, during the bubble because of how much he misses, I guess. Uh, another thing I don't like about Buddy is, you know, he is not a good ball handler and not a good dribbler. And most of the time when he does dribble more than, let's just say, three times, it does lead to turnovers or steals. It's just not his thing. I just I, I want someone to just talk to him and say, you know what, don't try to be like... Paul George or like, you know, Kawhi Leonard or Kobe Bryant. Just be, just be, you know, JJ Reddick, Kyle Korver, because you're one of the best shooters in history. You're, you're easily, you're probably going to be the best shooter in King's history. And like, yeah, like just, you know, shoot the ball. Don't try to dribble too much. And like, you know, don't try to be Steph Curry. Just keep it simple. And like, you know, uh, guys like J.J. Redding and Kyle Korver carved out great careers, and you're going to have a great career. And, like, you know, I just wish he would just play like that. And hopefully, you know, Luke tweaks his offense to just do that instead of having him handle the ball as much as he does. Mm-hmm. Going on, uh, Alex Lynn, uh, we saw a couple frees this game, and, uh, you know, he has had a pretty good three-point shooting seasons prior to uh coming to kings and uh i I know you don't like alex when shooting threes but i think he should shoot you know maybe one or two a game and uh to you know help with the offense i mean i'm not totally opposed to it but i just don't think it's a reliable thing and i will remind you Dwayne denman also shot very well um last year and one of the and you know this that's an effect of Trey Young. As much as I don't really like Trey Young, dude is a brilliant passer and you know has a proven track record already of just making guys better. And like both of them like shot threes when they were on the Hawks, and mm-hmm. a lot of them I assume is because of the brilliance of Trey Young. And yeah, both of them actually shot like thirty. I think Deadman shot thirty seven percent, and Len shot thirty six percent on just under three attempts per mm-hmm. game. So, you know, it might be a thing going forward. Like, I hope he goes down the, the path of, uh, you know, Aaron Baines, where he just randomly kind of started shooting threes and making them, and it actually became a thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't I don't think it's good. it's a thing, but, you know, I'm, I could be wrong. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, let's see. Moving on again, uh, two people from the Pelicans game this time where, you know, it's like, you know, it's always those two random people that always play against the Kings that somehow end up playing good uh, was uh, Frank Jackson and Joel Okafor, especially Joel Okafor, because 
I have not seen that guy in a couple of years, I think. Just uh, just to remind you, in the 2015 draft, he a lot of teams were like, you know, really like having a hard time des- deciding between him and Carl Anthony Towns. Ha, ha, ha. And also a funny thing, I, I don't know if this is true. I just heard like a post about it, but like uh, during the draft, you know how like, you know, like sometimes they'll say like, oh, poor lateral quickness, uh, po- you know, weak outside shooting, like very, they, they have very specific things listed in terms of like weaknesses and strengths, right? Mm-hmm. On the weakness side, it just said defense. Like there wasn't even anything uh, specific about it. It was just defense. And yeah, they were pretty dead on about that. It's kind of why he doesn't play much. Yeah. His I think his defense sort of picked up this game. He did get um a couple blocks, I believe. Let me go ahead and check. Yeah, he has gotten blocks. better like over the years and like his offensive game is actually really good. It's just it's just that the game just doesn't prioritize the post up anymore. He has great touch, good moves, good footwork, like but yeah. it's just it's just not something that offenses like to be built around anymore. And mm-hmm. you know, he's tried to adjust, but you know, it's it's not really working, but it has kind of been working a little bit in the Pelicans. Like last year after the AD fake fiasco, like he was playing pretty well. Uh, yeah. And you know, hopefully, you know, he finds you know, some sort of niche. Because I think his game can actually be translated pretty well. Yeah, I, he's I a talented so. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for this game, um, you know, when he isos with, um, let's just say, Lennon or Harry Giles, you could tell that he has the speed to get past Len, but And he also has the strength to push around Giles. And you could really tell by uh, Giles' kind of like body movement and how pissed off he was that he couldn't, Guard someone like Joel Okafor. Hey, don't sleep on Joel Okafor. He's not no scrub. <laughs> uh, let's see. We'll move on for now. Uh, we had very nice passes. I, I mean, it's probably some of the first times I've seen passes in a while since we played so much ISO. Uh, but you know, since this game didn't really matter, you could tell that they were trying to make some fancy passes. Uh, for example, bogey with the kind of a behind the back type pass uh, to the driver to the uh, yeah to the driver. Um, there was another one where Giles was trying to throw the ball to uh, somewhat open Harrison Barnes in the paint with two defenders on him. Uh, yeah, I like the passing, but you know, kind of had to tone it down a little. I think. Uh, I mean, it was a game that didn't matter. You might as well yeah. try some fancy shit. Yeah, you know, might as well. Third quarter, uh, rebounding and holding the ball, still an issue. You just got grab it. You got grab the ball. Just got grab it. Uh, and there was some ball movement and uh, kind of like plays I haven't seen uh, the players done, uh, have done like. In a long while, uh, for example, uh, Harrison Barnes did a baseline drive to the rim uh, and kind of, like you explained, like a Dr. J tight layup, kind of just finger rolled his uh, finger rolled the ball right into the rim. Really nice to see something like that. Um, 
let's see, there was a lot of good setups from Bogey and Giles. Uh, and, you know, like I said, defense still bad. And why isn't Buddy playing more minutes? Yeah, it's going to, again, hopefully, like, him and Luke just have a talk over the summer. No, over before the season starts. We don't know how much longer it's going to last. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I mean the pandemic, but like this relationship might not last that much longer either. But I don't see Buddy getting traded, so they have to work this out. Yeah, like throughout this whole game, all I want to see is how Buddy plays because you know he's wait he's supposed to be our top two best players in the team supposedly. If you paid like one, <laughs> like <yeah. laughs> paid like one, uh, you could I guess you could. Uh, choose between you know buddy and bogey being like number two i guess but you know he he should be one of our best players and scores in the team and you know he's not gained the minutes for it and i think he deserves to get the minutes for it yeah again and it, mostly his defense or his uh, issues are defense but in this game no one's playing any defense anyway so like mm -hmm. might as well put him out there let him go off let's see yeah, well, like you said, we're going to have to see over in the offseason because this doesn't look good. Uh, fourth quarter, kind of, this is kind of where I kind of tuned out of the game. Uh, we were we had a pretty big lead. I forget how much now, but um, yeah, pretty much this whole quarter was both teams were trying to play a lot faster and, you know, a lot more calls were called by the refs. Um, particularly offensive fouls, which kind of surprised me because it, it seemed like every other foul felt like an offensive foul in some ways. Yeah, during the bubble, they've been calling a lot of these offensive fouls. And yeah, and I don't know what to say about it. It's just, just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Well, moving on, uh, I didn't watch the Lakers game because, you know, I... I really died was in the afternoon, but apparently it's 10.30 a.m., so I wasn't even around at the time. So we'll have uh, Owen go over the Lakers game. Okay. Well, uh, so I actually didn't know it was on either. I actually only got the—I only knew it was on because I got the notification that the Kings were down 10 after the first quarter, 40 to 30. So we'll just start with the second quarter. Um yeah, like I've tuned in. Really nice ball movement. Like you know, I think it was Bogey gets uh, penetration, passes it out, and like you know, the ball just flies around the court beautifully. And then I think it led to a buddy three, if I remember right. I don't remember the specific play. I just remember who made the shot. Uh, Jabari Parker sighting. Like he looked really good. He looked spry. Like he was dunking on on a Dwight Howard and just you know. Not playing that much defense, but like you know, just grabbing rebounds, like stripping Dwight. It was really good to see getting fouled by Dwight. Like, yeah, he had a he had a he looked good, and I have not high hopes for him, but like he, I think he could be a really good backup for us. You know, he has a six million dollar player option, which he'll probably uh, opt into. So, oh yeah, next year I think he's just you know, if all things go well, I think he ends up being just a backup to Marvin. I think that's a pretty good. I think that's a pretty good role for him. Yeah, I I think he could provide uh, the type of uh, offense and defense that we look in him. Offense, yes. Defense, no. 
Um, Bogey, Bogey had a really nice bang shot at one point. Just gotta mention that. Love me some bang shots. Uh, LeBron. Now, he did have 17 points in two quarters, but, uh, like, in the second quarter, he just did not look right. Of course, this is a game that didn't matter, so he totally could be just not giving a shit. But, like, yeah, he had a nice turnaround on Daquan Jeffries, but after that, he missed, I think, three layups. Like, one was an alley-oop, like, that he, for some reason, just didn't just smash it. and Instead, try to get cute with it by doing, like, a really soft, like, lay-in, like, alley-oop, and it missed. Mm-hmm. And then he had a, he had, he, I think it was like a two-on-one fast break with Buddy back, and he just missed the layup for some reason. Uh, and I think the last one, Quinn Cook tried to throw him alley-oop, and he just couldn't really get it couldn't really catch it it was just weird i i've i've heard like rumors of him looking a little off like he hasn't shot well in the bubble at all like usually the games that they win are usually because ad like goes off which you know Mm -hmm. like ad didn't play in this game so you know if ad plays they probably like murder us but like yeah he just looked off in this game And, and of course he only played the first half so that was basically it for him uh yeah, so we go on a 23-6 to run to take the lead. It was really nice to see. Um, and the quarter ends with uh, Buddy with an ankle breaker uh, on Quinn Cook. Poor Quinn Cook. And he hit the three. Because, damn. <laughs> okay. And, King, and basically, the Kings end up being up 10 after this quarter, after being down 10 after the first quarter. So, yeah, that was really nice to see. And yeah, poor Quinn Cook, uh, getting your ankles broken by the guy we really don't want to ever see handling the ball. Like, yeah, that's embarrassing. Hey, but that's our guy. That's our king player. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Quinn Cook too. Yeah, it's really <laughs> see, yeah, poor <laughs> yeah. poor Quinn Cook. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, second half, I didn't take that many notes of that. I tuned out and fell asleep. So, yeah. So there's not going to be that many notes about it, but, you know, just the things that I did see. Um, Bogey at one point missed four shots in a row. Four, three or four shots. I, I forget. I lost count, mm-hmm. basically. On one possession where he shot a three, got the rebound, missed the layup, and then tried to tip it in, I think. And, yeah, basically just missed all of those attempts. Now, in Bogey fashion, he makes up for it uh, a few trips down with two straight threes. Because why not? Why not? And uh, yeah, my last note here is that uh, yeah, J.R. Smith. Have fun with him, Laker fans. Uh, it's just uh, he's not going to be dribbling as much when LeBron and when LeBron's like playing more. But like, boy, if he dribbles, oh, that I, as the defense, I would be so happy because he's going to do some stupid shit. And in this game, he just kept trying to throw like cross court passes that got intercepted, and yeah. Uh, have fun with him, guys. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's basically <laughs> all I have for the for the game. Uh, the fourth quarter, when I woke up, um, was just garbage time with the you know the reserves. Yeah, so that's basically the two games. Uh, to both games didn't really matter, but it is nice to kind of like end this trip on a positive note with two wins, and you know, hopefully, it's something you know we can kind of build on. I don't know, but you know, you know, going into the off season, 
we have a few things that we the Kings need to take care of. You know, Harry is an unrestricted free agent. Chances are he's not going to come back. What, what do you What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, like you said, the was it the minimum that in order to get him back, no team wants would want him, right? Basically, like the max we can offer him is like literally, I think just under four million dollars. So like, and I think a team will offer him more than that. Mm-hmm. It's at four million a year, right? Four million a year. It's probably a one year. It's a. It should be probably a one year deal because. Like if we sign him to a one-year deal, we get his bird rights after, which means we can pay him more money after I that. See. So yeah, chances are like you know some team's gonna take a chance on him. Like you know him on the Hawks would be pretty nice, mm-hmm. like, and like him on the Warriors. I think the war. I although I don't think the Warriors can offer him anything other than a minimum or maybe a mid-level exception, but there are better options out there if you want to use the mid-level on them on them, but. Yeah, like there could be a chance he comes back. Like he do, he he loves sack from you know from all the things that I've heard about him. But you know the the front office kind of fucked up on this one, to say the least. Yeah, I mean I would say it's a thirty seventy chance. Thirty percent he may come back. Seventy percent chance he might not come back. And you know we would love him back, but you we've talked about this before. Where's the play time for him when you know Marvin comes back and when we have all these uh, other bigs in our lineup already? Yeah, like even in the bubble, like he couldn't really get minutes, and you know that's but that's a Luke thing more than anything, I think. But you know, I think you can find more minutes for him, and like in a situation where Marvin isn't even playing, like and you can't really get minutes, that doesn't bode well for you next year, and mm-hmm. you know. No, I, I hope the best for him. Like he's got a lot of talent. That passing ability is going to be special. But I would like to see him back. But you know, it doesn't really make sense in, in a lot of ways. So, you know, you know, we we here in Sack will always love you, Harry. But you know, we'd like you to come back. But if you decide to leave, and you're, you honestly should, like, yeah, you know, we'll still love you here. We'll definitely cheer you when you come back. Yeah, I'll be watching him. Yeah. Uh, Bo- Bogey's uh, restricted free agent this year, or this, yeah, or this off season. And chant from all the things I've like read from, like he's probably gonna resign. Okay. The, the Kings are probably gonna match whatever the hell he gets. Now the the thing is, like, no one's really. I don't think anyone's gonna offer him that much money because he's around a fifteen million year player, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. I don't even know if another team wants to offer him that, like. Uh, sounds reasonable. Like you're dicking fifteen million a year for possibly what three, four years? Yeah, three, four years. Like I think that's, you know, he's a, you know, he's a very solid player, and I think, you know, just, yeah, just having him around, I think, is better than not having him around. If we do do a sign and trade, I don't know what the options are going to be. Like I haven't researched this much, but you know, like I, I like to see him back. Yeah, we. I feel like he's he definitely needs to be in our team. So yeah, I think uh, him coming back will, you know, he'll probably come back, and it, he will be pretty a pretty good you know, get for us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox is coming up. Fox's extension is coming up, and I hope the Kings offer him the max extension. I think it's one hundred seventy million dollars. I think. 
Yeah. Over <laughs> over five years, I think. Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> now, the only thing with this is that, you know, with the pandemic, it's actually hit, you know, all teams pretty hard, but it's also hit, you know, the Kings pretty hard. So I hopefully that doesn't really come into play too much because they think in the long term. Uh-huh. So that will be the only hiccup that I think you know will come up. And maybe the ankle injuries is a concern. Uh, hopefully it isn't. I mean, after all the like considerations and whatnot, I I feel like he still deserves the max. Yeah, he is our best player since Demarcus, and I think he deserves the yeah your max. And to be honest, we're lucky to have him uh, be in our team after because you know after getting rid of Demarcus, we I mean we don't know how long till we find a another good player to fit our team. Yeah, and you tank for a guy like him. Uh huh. That's who you want, and we got him. Yeah, we we struck. Well, we got lucky. We got real lucky. Like, remember, just remember, uh, the Suns drafted Josh Jackson over him. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Lakers got Lonzo, and then to to be fair, if he got drafted by the Lakers, he'd be in New Orleans right now. Like, that's just how it is. <laughs> Like, that doesn't change anything. Like, people who, like, Lakers fans who are actually mad that they didn't draft Fox, he'd be in New Orleans right now. He wouldn't be with the Lakers. Yeah, you you can't have Fox and LeBron. I think you can. I just don't think they would have kept him. Because they wanted Kawhi that summer, and that's why they kept Kuzma. So, um, that, that's one, well, one of the reasons why they kept Kuzma. There's a lot more, but... No. Um, yeah, okay, so I, I think, yeah, he gets the extension. For sure. And uh, just one last thing. Uh, you know, I read a report from Shams today. Um, and, like, one of the things that he kind of talks about, he talks about, like, you know, basically everything that we already know. Chances are Bogey's coming back, Fox's extension. Uh, Harry Giles is probably gone. Uh, but uh, interesting thing that kind of caught my eye, Joe Dumars is an advisor to Vivek. And he has been gaining a lot more influence with the uh, Vec, and you know, g- getting more kind of say in the basketball operations department. Now, Vlade has said that him and uh, Dumars have a good relationship, but you know, it is something to kind of monitor going forward. So, we talked about this before, and uh, what's your opinion if uh, Joe Dumars does, you know? take over now i don't think he's particularly that much better than vladi he probably would be an upgrade over vladi but like he does not have a good track record like he of course he got that 2004 detroit championship and that you know he deserves all the credit for that but after that it's was bad hmm. like it was good 10 there there's an sb nation video you guys if you guys want to look it up it's called collapse type in collapse uh detroit pistons it is a very bad timeline of about 10 years of him just screwing up all the draft picks, basically. And he was mm. the guy that drafted Darko Milicic over Carmelo, Wade, LeBron. Or, no, Carmelo, Carmelo, Wade, and Bosch. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. So, yeah, I, I don't think that's like a great track record either. So, mm. yeah. You know, we'll, we'll monitor this going forward, but, you know, chances are Vladi's not getting fired this offseason. The same thing that I talk about with the Fox extension, of course, to a lesser degree, 
you don't really want to fire Vlade right now because, of course, my argument is that I just want some stability. But at the same time, the financial implications, because if you fire Vlade, chances are you're fly- firing Luke. And you f- you sign Luke to a five-year deal. Uh, Vlade has a four-year extension that you're going to have to pay him. And not to mention, when you fire Vlade, you fire a lot of his underlings, I guess. So, you know, like you then you have to find a way to replace all those guys. It's, it's a tough financial hit. And I don't know if it's going to be, if it's even a good decision. Fire Vlade right now. Uh, yeah, that's true. A lot of too many considerations to take account for. Yeah, running yeah. an NBA team is not actually like it is an NBA 2K. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's the something to monitor going forward. You know, just for those of you that want Vlade gone, I get it. Don't expect it this off this off season. Maybe like next next off season if if we still don't make the playoffs. And yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. So don't yeah don't just just move on for now. Yeah, we'll wait a year. Then we'll riot. All right. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no. But I mean, this is it for us for this season. I guess moving on, we'll be thinking about, you know, draft. Yeah, draft. We'll also talk, recap a little bit about the, uh, about the NBA playoffs. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really high on Dame, on Dame versus Lakers right now. I've got talking myself into Dame beating the Lakers. Glorious. Ooh. So, but yeah, we will be, we will be talking about the draft as well. Um, you know, I'm very high on Patrick Williams, although I don't know if we'll draft him. I think we're trading the pick away. Uh, I mean, it'd probably be ideal. It just depends on what we get out of it. Because the thing is like, you know, if, if you want someone to contribute immediately, which the Kings do. It doesn't make sense to draft someone because the uh, doesn't usually doesn't matter like how good a rookie is. Yeah, they usually don't contribute to winning. Mm-hmm. And you know, so like if you if we want to win now, chances are like you, we're probably gonna change. Um, let's call it, trade the pick for a player. I, again, I'm really just high on Kelly Oubre. <laughs> I don't think we'll get him, but like you know, that's the guy I want. Yeah, like you said. Trading the pick for a player that's well known and could actually possibly help the team is probably the better situation for us to what, utilize this pick. Yeah. So, and you know, it is quote unquote a weak draft. And, you know, the guys that I want are more or less just kind of like high level role players. They're not really like game changers. So, you know, and chances are we're not getting the number one pick and drafting the, you know, those guys like Edwards and Mello. So, you know, chances are, yeah, it's better, probably better off to just trade the pick. Yep. Yeah. So that's a preview for our draft pod. It will be coming at some point. I did, because I still got to put some of the notes down because there's a lot of players. So, you know, I've got to dug, dug into that rabbit hole and, uh, yeah, I hate it. How do, how do people do this shit? Uh, who knows? Okay, well, that's what we'll probably have. We'll also be covering the playoffs a little bit. We won't be covering, of course, like game to game, but like maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if we think of any other topics, we'll get back to you guys, you know? 
And don't worry, there will be kings kind of sprinkled around those pods as well. So, oh yes. Okay, well that's it for me. Uh, you have anything else? Nope. All right. Well, that is <laughs> it for episode twenty-four of uh, Sacking's Therapy. It was a pretty good season overall, and uh, you know we'll we'll continue. You know, p- you know, popping out uh, episodes, and hopefully, you know, we do get a, a next season. You know, signing off on this king season and hopefully you know we don't continue our playoff drought going on 15 years well this is 14 but if we miss the playoffs next year it'll be 15 so hopefully we hopefully we get to talk about the playoffs next year please yes please yes pretty please okay all right see you guys on the next episode yeah see you guys later Thank you.